I'm starting recording. Here we go. We're going right into this. We're going to start. Wait, I don't what if, are we talking about? Uh, I've got plenty of like ammo as far as shit I was working on. Feel free to... Uh, so you know, I have full reign to just throw in any random topic that comes to my mind after topics are dying. Yep. Uh, I mean, topics that make sense for an off-road podcast, yes. Uh, I've, I've got plenty of ammo as far as like the Tacoma. You're talking about pickles? Yeah, dude. No pickles. Every off every road guy loves pickles. Okay. No, Why they don't. Yes. Dude. <laughs> okay, fine. fine. <laughs> Dolphins? Can I talk? Could you raccoon facts? No. Okay. <laughs> Teddy right. <laughs> raccoon facts might be a good one. Actually, I, I I have a good raccoon fact that not a lot of people know. Yeah, so right. fuck you, Graham. <laughs> well, shut up. Here we go. Right. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off Road Podcast, episode forty-four. I'm Graham. I've got Cody, Luke, and Richie here. As always, we don't have a guest this week. But we've got a lot going on. We've got, I've got Field and Forest coming up next weekend. That's going to be fun. Uh, and then after that, we got Roush. And everybody is uh, sort of prepping for that, or at least I am. None of you other fuckers are going. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, but you're not bringing your rigs. So that doesn't count. Because I'm broke, okay? Leave me alone. Sorry. If for, not my front, fault. That that's you why you have a Cherokee. The, one the whole point of having a Cherokee is cheap wheeling. Yeah, I guess Sorry, you're right. Sorry, <laughs> I know, I get it. But... I, just, I just cut you off. I you were saying something. Who me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was just saying it's not my fault that you guys insist on Pond doing it on the one weekend I can't go. See, hey, I okay, dude, bring it up with fucking Colin because I had this exact same problem because I always. Well, it's we not saying... that it's it's a it's a Curtis, uh, thing that we try to accommodate, right? Because it oh, doesn't make Curtis. sense for him to go on a fucking weekend trip that takes however long it takes for him to get there it's like 11 plus hours or some shit yeah and it's a, already... um, sorry it's 11 and a half hours for him and it's 10 and a half for me so i thought he lives in michigan he does so then is it michigan like right there then there's ohio no. and then pennsylvania it, it, no. pennsylvania is a way. long state hold on hold like on a lot i gotta, I gotta fact check this now just like the last episode fact checker Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's a it's a bit of a haul even for me though. So like I'm planning on going next year of this year just shit's not working out. It fucking blows. First but. off, I was fucking right being Michigan uh Ohio PA. Okay, wait, which Michigan is he on the top left side or the close one to us? I believe uh, he's on the Met. The, if the, you will. The yeah, it's kind of like a Met. <laughs> on the I've never heard it described like that. No, like, Toronto's right fucking there, dude. I thought Toronto was way up. Yeah. Nope. Oh, I'm no, <laughs> right in the right in the bottom right. of the mitt. Well, excellent geometry lesson. <laughs> geometry. <laughs> I know. That's why I said geometry. What's the oh, capital? Uh, no, the, the, the the real geometry lesson was earlier. Yeah, dude, we did have. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> And they will hear it. They will hear oh, it. Oh, you're going to put that in? <laughs> yeah. The Aguile. The Aguile. The Aguile. Yeah, okay. It'll make sense whenever Cody puts that somewhere. It was a great conversation. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. But anyways, uh, Richie, I know you were saying you've still, you were, even though you're not going to Roush, you are still 
diligently working on your Jeep, unlike two other numb nuts who are also in here. Okay. I'm I'm gonna stop you right there. You are giving me a little bit too much credit. Oh here, shut right? up. i you just gotta take the credit <laughs> where it's due. First off, where's your Jeep Grim? With you It's in my parents' Jeep. driveway. But, okay. And I took a transfer case out of it that weighs probably 300 pounds myself because we don't have enough fucking space in the shop to get it done. Fixed the problem in very quickly. That's, uh, I'll probably forget, but long story short, I forgot a snap ring on the the main. Yeah, very dumb. Uh, That's why it was sliding around. It would pop out of gear. It was, oh, here we go guess you're not gonna miss it i'm talking about it now so the snap ring held the planetary and the input shaft up where it was supposed to be and the the planetaries have two sets of teeth on it and shifting it between low range and high range that puts it on one of those sets of teeth and it moves the pinion planet or planetaries or it doesn't move them and you know that's just how the magic works well when it's sliding around in there the only thing holding in place is is um, the pressure from those teeth, and yeah, I'm surprised it didn't have any didn't issues explode. other than the ones it was having on hills. I'm surprised it didn't. Sorry, God. I'm surprised it didn't have issues like on the highway more so. Like I literally drove to North Carolina with that thing like that, never had an issue. I didn't like after once I knew it was popping into gear bad, I kept my hand like nearby it, but on the way down there, never popped out, not a single time. On the way back, it did. But some of those hills out there are fucking motherfuckers. I know, that's why I was surprised. But yeah, that's uh that's a dirt dirt Yeah, fortunately, an easy fix. All the fluid looked good, nothing looked like it was filled with metal. Uh, so I'm just gonna slap it back in, fill it back up, see how she does. Fucking send it. Mm-hmm. I still need to get Solid. a transmission jack to put that in. I think I'm gonna steal Collins, but I haven't done that yet. So, we'll see. But anyways, Richie, we were talking about your Jeep <laughs> and your problems. <laughs> so, I know you were having it, issues with it idling, and, uh, we... We talked back and forth about it. It it does it under load too, not not just at idle. It does it under load, huh? Hmm. But uh, it, it's still the same uh, bouncing issue that uh, I had at Badlands. <laughs> I'd say O2 sensor, TPMS, just start fucking slot engine ground. He's got a laundry so, list of codes. Oh mm. yeah. I do. But this uh, this past weekend, I changed out my battery terminals because both of them were cracked in half. That's good. Uh, I cleaned three or four engine grounds. I cleaned a bunch of my sensors and everything. You know, I took them apart, sprayed everything down with contact cleaner. Mm-hmm. And it, it ran fucking perfectly for like 10 minutes. And it didn't. And I got pissed. But while I was doing that, I was like, you know, I just started going through checking all my fluids and shit. I'm like, huh, my radiator's fucking empty. Interesting. Well. <laughs> so I I filled it up, start the Jeep up again, and it's like power squirting out of my thermostat housing. Huh. Hmm. 
like out of I know is it the Cherokees that have a little weep hole or is that the GMCs the six O's I can't remember one of them when they start to fail they have a little hole that drips fluid I think that might be the six O though yeah, oh, yeah no, it's, it's straight out the side of the thermostat housing <laughs> interesting so I got to swap that this weekend those aren't that bad. It's the water pump that's kind of... It's not bad at all. It's like a solid hour and a half, two-hour job, but you yes. got to pull like the power steering pump and all that shit off. Yeah, there's but, a lot uh, of shit covering it. And my idler pulley is wobbling like a mother. Well, that's oh. a cheap and easy fix. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's just annoying. Well, that's that general maintenance. I gotta look into it's the the water pump thing's actually uh, a good segue. My Jeep has had not bad overheating issues, but it's always run hot. Even it's it's been doing better actually since I did the uh, um I removed the precats and like you just cooled the engine bay down a little bit, but. It's it's still it still runs hot and I don't I don't I don't think there's anything else I can do to modify the factory cooling system more so than than how it is already. Other than I've I've heard murmurings of the aftermarket water pumps the the high flow stuff. I hear those do well. Uh, uh, higher RPM. To be honest with you, I have just the generic advanced auto high flow pump in mine, and that did knock down my temperatures when I get on it, although it still will overheat if I'm being a complete and utter retard, and it's yeah. hot as shit out. I'm just looking for... My biggest issue right now is the thing does awesome until it's sustained, like, three grand. Sorry, Cody's literally like, staring at his little screen here and he's trying to wig me out <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's just that if i'm cruising on the highway and it's at three grand because it screams down the highway like it always does it, it's it just gets hotter than it should and i think if i could get the temperatures down it would actually maintain it and then maybe i could use my ac when it's warm out and not have it overheat because i can idle around with the ac on no issues i can sit in dead stop traffic it's, it's 210 the whole time so this is gonna sound really fucking dumb but on my 98 for some reason wrapping my fuel rail helped with my overheating huh what so you'd have cooler yeah. fuel going in it yeah doesn't, doesn't I matter. Think... yeah it does colder fuel does get better horsepower but i don't know if it can sit i don't know if it i mean then again People are running well, I do, I have, race cars to make their their motors colder. So I I guess all in all, but no, because that changes. That's the burn. Uh, well, like maybe the it would change. Well, the only be a thing, timing can, thing, right? Yeah. And I just had the, the thing, thing. that whole issue with the J twenty. That was it. Runs so much colder now. That's awesome. <laughs> um, the only thing that I can think of for that hap or for the reason that working is it wasn't vaporizing the fuel in the rail so it might have been burning a little bit cooler uh like we or like cody had said mm -hmm. but it dropped at about five degrees so staying you could have also because i know that depending on the spark plugs that you were running that that can cause uh higher heat and different things so 
There's so much that goes into all that kind of crap. Yeah, it's like annoying stuff that I don't want to have to test your best tune. I mean, honestly, makes sense. I mean, my like the stupidest thing for me with overheating was not realizing that my clutch fan was actually like working. It was spinning, but it wasn't actually engaging properly. But it, like it spun, so I never thought anything of it. But like, then just one day, I think I was working on it. This was on my ninety-five, not on my 01. My hand fell in front of the fan. Yes, I know, bad idea. Whatever, it happened. There was no cover, and I stopped the fan with my hand. And I'm like, oh, that ain't working. Okay, got That's it. That's what I did with my truck. What? You dropped the truck in your fan? <laughs> no, no, I stopped the fan on my truck with my hand. How the fuck uh, are you two fucking people still equipped with all ten of your fucking digits? Uh, Jesus I, fucking Christ. I just put a flex I'll that same thing. I'm practically one third of a retard, so hey, I'm just rolling with life at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna put a fucking diagonal across right here, and you guys are two. Can you say retard, Cody? You just said retard. it. Can I say retard? Yeah, we no. said retard. You're not allowed to say any bad words. This is a yeah. Christian podcast. Christian podcast. Yes, well, fuck out of here. <laughs> there is only one word that you aren't allowed to say, and that is fag. Fuck, now I have to end <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. So good. What's the timestamp, you cocksucker? <laughs> What's the timestamp? 1339. or something. 1530. God damn it. And the well, worst part is, I'm, now I have to find a special word to go in, be- in, in instead. And there's actually two like words. And I'm not going to say the second one. <laughs> what? Hey, that right there would be oh the perfect. God, Sixteen twenty, probably. If I had to guess, no, 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 fourteen. What's the other one's thirteen? Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. So, so is the rolling right back on? Oh my god, we're fucking cutting this whole section. Hold on, Caitlin's calling me now, so give me. Might as well fucking. All right. Well, I think we can resume at this point. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Where the fuck even were we? Uh, where? Did, what's the timestamp? Because now I have to go all the way to here. 1436. Stop asking for fucking timestamps. <laughs> you're breaking. You're breaking like through the fourth wall of this podcast. This is no longer just a. <laughs> oh, God, everything's staying in except for the bad parts. I hope you guys know. <laughs> Perfect. That's fine. Uh, so we were talking about Wait, people so sticking their I... hands. The, the second thing that I bah, bah, bah. Oh, shut up. If you think you Electric. can't say it, don't say it. Not like, <laughs> well, I don't think I can say anything. You can't say any words. No words. It's medical or guile. Don't say it. That's the word. I'm going to say guile. I'm a villain. All right, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we're terrible. Yes. Yeah, we're, we were talking about um, your Jeep overheating. Yeah, yeah, but we were talking specifically clutch fans. about clutch fans uh, and me and uh, Cody being two thirds of a retard or some shit like that for stopping shit with our hands. Yeah, because yeah. you guys yeah. had bad clutch fans and saved your fingers by, you know, having bad clutch fans. Speaking yeah. of which, that reminds me, um, Richie at the shop, there is a fan shroud. I'm gonna have to grab that from the shop at some point in time when I'm up there, because that was to go into the jeep. 
No, nope, uh, totally not allowed. Unacceptable. Okay. Acceptable. Um, oh shoot! That is also probably not helping me. My shroud is broken because Colin oh, fucking that broke it. Fuck you. Yep. Uh, it's not well, fully broken, but like the top piece that would save your fingers from getting caught in there uh, is gone because Colin fucking snapped it. I kept I, that I thing just, just in immaculate condition. I just, I give my Jeep to this kid to build the bumper, and he snaps it somehow. Why was he working in there? I don't know, but you know it is what it is. So, so I should get a new one. I have the lower portion as well. I don't have the upper portion. I probably should get a new one as well. Um, but something that like. I, I, I don't know how we got really we never had plans to talk about cooling but fuck it we're just gonna we're gonna yeah, roll right we're into here. it we're steamrolling right. it fuck um it's a Cherokee there... they have horrible engine base for cooling anything so there's you know, any tips is fun so is there any dual rate electric fans because that's something that I really love about the clutch fans is that they obviously they increase RPM as the motor increases so like if you're just sitting idling, the electric fan is staying still, but the clutch fan can change depending on how much throttle you use. Here's what I'm going to so, say about dual-rate electric fans. And I hate to throw any company under the bus, but I had a dual-rate electric fan that I put on the J20 to replace the existing one that was on it, which was just a single-rate, uh, not, a, not a crazy CFM. It? it was an 817 to 18... And how many? It was one fan. One fan with or without a shroud. It was it. I built a shroud for it. Okay, cool. All right, keep going now. Now I just have to get the whole. The shroud. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. It was. It could have been mounted to the shroud a little better. I will be honest, but that did not affect its failure. So this thing. This was last last week, last Thursday. I was driving the J20 all week. Because it was doing pretty good. I once I fixed the um, timing, got it running nice. The EFI like actually knows what to do. It's not just trying to compensate for the horrible tune the thing had or the horrible timing on the thing. Um, and I, I I'm driving back from Jacob's shop and I smell just this absolutely disgusting burning plastic smell. And I'm like, well, something's really not right. And I had had a um, a spark plug wire come off of a spark plug on the way down. So I figured, oh, maybe it just popped off again. It was pretty gross. Anyways, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. But the smell just kept getting worse. I don't have an extinguisher in that thing. I should, because the amount of times it's like threatened to burn down has has <laughs> been several. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I there's nothing I can do if it's actually on fire, and it's not overheating, and things still seem to be working. So we're just going to continue to drive to the apartment. So I get to the apartment, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the burning smell kind of subsided, but the electric fan was still spinning, but no, it actually wasn't. At this point, it wasn't. It had blown both its fuses. It was just cooked. And this is a fan that has probably only been in the thing for a couple months. Like, the moral of the story is, if you have mechanical shit and it's working, don't fucking replace it with shitty electric stuff that's going to cost you just as much and it's not potentially going to work, especially with all the COVID bullshit going on where people aren't actually building things correctly. And then you end up with a you know, shitty electric fan from Durale, which is a good fucking company. And I trusted and would probably continue to trust the brand if I needed the fan in the future. But this one did not last very long. And the conditions it was being used was uh, huh. it was a little ridiculous. This was a, you know, like a quality 
quality brand fan. What's the name of the name brand? Durale. D R E L E E. No, there's an A in there somewhere. Oh well, okay. I'm just kind of I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it's really tough to say because. Are you sure that your radiator isn't clogged? That there's not shit in the motor? Have it wasn't. It wasn't the radiator. What have you? The, the way you're saying so, just it, like it was the doing fan, fine, but then it just stopped. The fan motor burnt out. Oh, and okay. This is in in the J20, it's not like I drive the thing every day. Like I'll pick yeah. it up for a week, drive it, maybe like 500 miles over the course of a couple weeks, maybe a month, and that's mm-hmm. all it does. It's not like it's going very far, and I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't put many miles on that fan. I just I thought when you said stopped working, I thought you meant the vehicle was overheating. I miss I miss oh, exactly. <laughs> it was starting to overheat after it was no longer cooling because it blew both yeah. the fuses. That's the thing, and I was fused relay like the whole thing was set up properly. Fortunately, otherwise it probably cooks a bunch of wires. But <laughs> so See, my my little shitty Chinese fan I got off Amazon in the Cherokee, it's doing fucking great after a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. It's always funny how the, the <laughs> shitty ones, like, I should never have pulled that existing electric fan out of the thing. It worked great for how stupid it looked. Like, the Durale fan looked so much better. Like, it looked like it was going to be pulling more air, doing more stuff. That old fan, let me tell you, that thing just, it pulled a lot more air than it looked like it did. But so it's too I late have... now. Flex fan is in there cooling nonstop. You put your fingers in nice. it, they will get cut off, though. Um, so I have a theory about the mechanical fans. I can't point my finger at it exactly, but I think that they help to maintain a better cool going down the highway because I feel like at some point in time you'll outspeed the or you'll like out um pull what Whoa. the yeah outflow yeah. the um electric fans going down the road, but the mechanical fan is spinning at. 3,000 fucking RPMs, and it's a big motherfucking fan driven off of your engine, so I noticed that compared to my 88 with dual electric fans, every Jeep that's had the mechanical has ran cooler down the road. Hmm. So, another thing that uh, helps with that is it'll it'll happen more likely if they're mounted in front of the uh, radiator as well. When they're mounted in front, it'll, it'll stop a lot more airflow being forced through like naturally forced through as you're driving compared yeah. to behind it um yep yeah mine were behind just because it. of how the, the blades are right yeah it's yep. it's actually yep. blocking but not to mention whoever in jeep designed the fucking idea of putting coolant into a radiator and then cranny fluid into a fucking radiator that's like every the car biggest it's yeah, no fucking car. dumb. It's the dumbest design I've ever heard of in my entire life. What are you talking that's about? Like, Every that's car like, has okay, a... hold on. That's like no, you boiled... No, it's not a dumb... No, no, You're no, putting no. two hot fucking liquids into one fucking system, hoping that they both come out cool. Fuck out of here with that idea. That's stupid. Okay, well, here's the thing. Transmission <laughs> fluid goes through a big ol' uh, metal tube to get to the radiator. Now, me and Jacob were actually talking about this, because... We're working on the Bronco, trying to figure out how we're going to run the transmission lines. And he was saying, well, I could do rubber, but I I want to do a hard line because all of the cooling, or not all of it, but a good chunk of cooling for the transmission happens in those metal lines. Because it's got to travel to the radiator, go and get either warmed up or cooled down. That's the other thing, is when you're 
starting the you know the car is just warming up engine's going to warm up faster than the transmission i would assume in most cases it's going to heat that fluid up a little bit transmission will run better because the transmission does like not being cold hmm. it likes being at a decent temperature yep as far as i understand Can confirm. So, i wouldn't know so, i drive manuals wherever i can it but. just seems dumb oh god i didn't realize my headset was falling off my face um it just seems like a dumb idea because I did notice that prior to like when I had the normal radiator set up, which I don't even know how my Jeep did not leak everywhere. I don't know if you guys saw the photo of the radiator I took out of mine. It literally was scrunched and like bent at a total fucked up angle. I don't know. I literally have no I idea. I did not see that picture. Aluminum has some really, really interesting metallic properties. It yeah. doesn't like instant pokes, but it sometimes can deal with a good bend. <laughs> um, Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, then we did a, uh, a train, like a normal, like out external tranny cooler for, uh, actually 7,500 GVW. And before I could not touch the tranny lines, like touching them against the radio, like when they were on the radiator, they were fucking hot as hell. Now in or out for the tranny cooler, I could put my hands onto it and they're completely cool. Well, do you have so, the cooler going? Is it top just bottom? It's bypassed the radiator entirely? Yes. Okay, well, that's not what you're supposed to do, but... Well, guess what? It works in fucking... I'm sure it does. It know. works. That's what I've fun. done. Yeah, it I've, works I've done that really, with... really well on a crawler. It does not work really, really well on something that you drive literally every fucking way. I mean, it probably works fine, realistically, but it's not the right way to do it. You're also losing capacity that you could have... Because you're now cutting out a chunk of the cooling system. The factory cooling system is being removed. You're not adding to it. You're replacing it, which is not always the best thing to do. Um, I, I gained capacity, Graham. My, my external yeah, but you could gain even more. Cooler is bigger than the. Yeah, but if you added your big cooler the... and the factory thing, you'd be adding a shitload. How big is your tranny cooler? It's about as big as a normal sized transmission cooler i'm sure yeah you know, like I, no, I got, what dvw I, like what are inches or anything like that because mine oh. is mine is probably 18 by 10 and it's sizable but i wouldn't say that i gained capacity you mine's huge mine takes up half of the radiator like on the in front Ooh, of Jesus it Jesus Christ! yeah fuck yeah so I mean, you've gained plan, capacity and my plan is to swap that one to my power steering cooler and then place my training cooler, get like a, I don't need a 7,500 GVW for the training cooler. Okay, we know that. So I'm going to then do 90s onto it, run those two lines flat down, and then run the uh, the training cooler at like a 3,500 GVW, which is only like a 5 by 14 or, or so. So then mm. put a vertical. Um, this is so I'm a huge fan of having more than you need, especially when you're talking about a crawler and you don't have like 538s and a doubler because you end up working the shit out of the torque converter, and I would rather have the excess cooling capability. See, it's funny you say that, but I've never had a tranny problem. Like, I've seen multiple uh, automatic Jeeps overheat, like, just like the time at Harris Mountain when Mark <laughs> overheated his, his Jeep wouldn't even fucking move, and then turn it off for a little bit, turned it back on, and then just completely just crawled up the rest of the obstacle. But, like, I don't think I've ever really had a cooling problem with this current Jeep. Um, I know that it's helped Caitlin's quite a bit by doing it the way I, like I was explaining. We did another a 7500 GBW on hers, but 
Hers is crooked as fuck, and it's hilarious because it's like I mean it's fucking sideways. Like that okay, fucked. so you got now you got to look at all her Instagram photos and be like, huh, your transmission cooler is crooked. <laughs> you can't see it in the photos because it's hot, <laughs> hidden behind the grill. <laughs> mm. But so I will say that on mine, I've I also end up with high mileage shit because I'm cheap. So with all of my cheap transmissions, it's helped. Um, after I went to the big coolers, I never had a problem. Like I had a 300,000 mile transmission in there that I bought off of Caleb's flame. Um, and I ran that thing. It was fine until it got a cracked bell housing. Oh, wow. Um, you don't so, need bell housings anyways. They're useless. Yeah, all they're they do, nice. All they do is protect them. Who needs protection? And they mount it to the engine, you know. That that that's yeah, kind of it's important. kinda like the glue that holds everything together and that's what nice synthesizer for. You don't need that. It's fine. No, just kidding. Um how big was the crack of the bell housing? Oh uh, it was a spider web crack that went all the way around the outside of the bell housing and allowed the transmission to flex, which continued to kill the flex plate. Oh, uh, yeah. And I found that out after the third or fourth flex plate. Yeah, I would have given up at number two, probably. Uh, it was one of those things where it was not like particularly visible, and it wrapped all the way around. The only reason we found it was because um, we were shining a really bright light through the inspection cover with no nothing under the support for the transfer case, and like no cross member in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And we just saw like a very, very faint thing of light coming through the top. So, yeah, we, wow. we found the crack by accident. <laughs> yeah. So although, that was fun. Although, fun fact if you have a broken flex plate, it kind of sounds like a diesel that's knocking. Yes. Yep. Good. It also <laughs> sounds like really bad bottom end uh, rod knock. Rod knock. Mm hmm. That's the issue that, that, that our that's how uh, me and Luke went to Roush the first time. Yeah, that was good. Was a flex plate wow. that Speak- was in pieces. <laughs> Speaking of Roush, I am bringing a Jeep to Roush. It's just one twenty fourth scale. Okay, so fuck you, Graham. <laughs> All right, I'll do every obstacle you can. God. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The cost basis for repair is also significantly cheaper. No, they're about the same. About the same. About the same. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know we wheel XJs, and, like, you know, if you're having a good day, you can find a set of Dana 30 shafts for, like, 25 bucks, but uh, the rest of that stuff ain't that cheap. <laughs> True. Um, so, fuck. I literally just had something on my mind. Never mind. Somebody else we, go. We, we watched the IQ bubble light up and then just slowly dim out right yeah, there. It was there. <laughs> Funny enough, I actually did an IQ test once and it was a 128. So I paid 50 is, is bucks that, for that test too, so it's legit. Is that like, even, what's like a good score? Anything over 100. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything over 120. Hold on, let me... This is totally irrelevant. So, and yeah, this is like absolutely other useless. Um, I'm going to go back to Kish's problems with his Jeep. 
because I was thinking about that while we were blathering on about stupid shit. Um, <laughs> cooling. How to cool your ship boxes. Please go underneath it and check to make sure that the rear wire loom that goes um, up towards the engine bay off of the transmission didn't melt to the um, exhaust because that can happen. And if you catch the O2 wire one, it will cause all kinds of mayhem. Well, I, I yeah. will check that maybe after the podcast, depending on when we're done. But that also wouldn't surprise me because I did just notice today that my uh, my exhaust is actually fucking just dangling. So yeah, you should probably fix that too. Well, I I didn't know it was. I literally just noticed it. I got a real sick exhaust on my Jeep now. Yeah, it's, like, it's awesome. real nice. <laughs> I, Just some I, off-the-shelf parts. Fits oh, nice, yeah. Though. I, I like how it, I may, the fitment on it is good. I may or may not have no, only noticed it today because I tripped in my driveway and fell flat on my face. And while I was on the ground, I was looking underneath the Jeep. <laughs> Sometimes I worry <laughs> about you, especially because you have a kid. I like, know. Dude. <laughs> well, you know, so exhausts are one stupid. of those things that, as long as it's working, right? I do the, I don't trip and fall on my face and then look at it. But there will be times when I just won't look at stuff and then you know, I'll roll under and be like, "Oh, yeah, my muffler is now a flat sheet of uh metal. There's no muffler shape left to this. Might be time Excellent. for a new one." Um, hey, my break out my exhaust still does exhaust things, so I don't care. Exactly. It's a it doesn't do exhaust things. It has never it's done exhaust things in the entire time that I have known you and known you to have that Jeep. It's always been cut off. Yeah, well, it's still cut off, but it does exhaust things. Just cut off exhaust things. Did he sing cut off? <laughs> cut off. <laughs> cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's him using the sawzall? Cut off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did find that about okay. So average is eighty-five to a hundred for IQ, and ninety. Oh, so you're an above of, average kid. Ninety-eight percent. Right. So you're of driving a Cherokee. Have, because I, I ate lead paint somewhere in there, and you know it just kind of led me down to this road. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but 98% of people have a score below 130. So I'm... Oh, so you're somehow, still in like the 98th chunk I'm of... Just a, I'm just a good guesser, okay? Don't even... I'm just good at pressing C instead of A, B, or D, okay? Uh, just throwing it out. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to fill that in because I was actually curious for my own, own well-being. Um, so when do you plan on actually like putting your exhaust out of the Jeep? Richie, or like pointing it at least away from the Jeep. What? Well, right now it is pointing away from the Jeep. It's pointing at the ground. Oh, well, that's Which fine. fine. That's fine. I well, just, I no, thought it was. It, the, the exhaust is hanging that much that it's pointing oh, at the ground. God. Oh, I, so, okay. That's scary. What? But it's, it's, it's just one there? of those. Huh? How much exhaust is there? Is it, and beyond the cross member? Maybe this should not be a hard one. <laughs> <and laughs> uh, 
I, like, I want to I say it's after the cross member. If it's by the transfer case, or if it's past the transfer case, then yes. I think it is. Alright, then there you go. You got a full exhaust? Leave it. I wouldn't touch it. It's still <laughs> hanging on. The only time I get, I have to change mine is when the, the front gets beat up on rocks, and that's usually when I call it. Because it starts pulling the rest of it all over the place. Yeah, that's that's how mine is right now, currently. Yeah. A little that's weird. How, that's how the Tacoma we're working on is as well. It's like, he was asking us, I mean, this is a, this is, t I don't want to say out of my comfort zone, because it's all, it's all the same stuff that I'm doing on older cars. It's just a much newer car. Uh, we're doing um, front and rear suspension on that. It's IFS front. I'm really excited to, to dig into that because it's going to be very different from, you know, the sawed axle setup stuff that I'm used to. And there's some weird stuff. Like people always do like the Tundra steering racks on those. It's a Tacoma. So it's the lighter duty rack in that. But I guess the, to the Tundra one like bolts in and it's beefier and you can do way more with it. And the arms that he's got, you got, I think it's Dirt King suspension in the front. He's got leaf springs in the back, but it's got all sorts of hammer hangers to uh, make it ride way nicer. It's it's gonna be sick. We got the hammer back. hangers. It's basically a shackle relocation, and if you were thinking okay. like Jeep World, all it is is it's like a it's a big drop bracket, and uh, with some other fancy pieces. It, it's mostly bolt-on stuff for that. Granted, bolt on cool. once you once you pop the rivets out of the frame, and the rivets are from 2017, so they still want to hold on. It's a uh, it's an ordeal. Air hammers are nice. Oh, we used the air hammer. It didn't want to go. They didn't want it. <laughs> it was it was just because there was it was a bunch of sheets of metal sort of stacked up, and it would get through the first one and then sit in the second one and just bounce. It's like okay, well, oh. we had to, like I had to, like vice grip it and hold it while Jacob had the air hammer on it, and I'm holding the knob on the vice grip because it's trying to loose it up. But I'm, it was oh, it was an ordeal, yeah. But we got finally got. Oh, that Graham, out. sounds like you held your knob pretty good. I did. <laughs> Kept it I'm twisting. so proud of you. Yep, held it steady. Oh my god! No <laughs> twisting knobs here. Y'all are special, Ed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, so I gotta ask. Oh, no. are you guys doing coilovers? What? So the rear is a smooth. It's a Fox, uh, yeah, reservoir Fox shock with body. a um. You know, it's 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 got some adjustment, but it's still leaf springs in the back. Granted, the leaf springs ride really nice. I don't know what brand they are, but uh, I mean, noticeable improvement over the factory ones and I, I the guy seems to know what he's buying that's the only reason i took this job is because the guy knew exactly what he wanted and it had all the parts like in front of him like i went saw his pile of parts saw the truck i was like you have everything you know what you want i can do the grunt work to put this together if that's what you want because i think this would be a fun project to work on on top of all the other shit but <laughs> it's going pretty quick um and it's very different from what i'm usually Used working to? on yeah right the ifs we haven't started that yet there's gonna be a couple things that suck with that mainly the main 
uh, upper A-arm bolt. They put them in the wrong way from the factory. So yep. the only way to remove them is to like take it out, cut it, push it out more, cut it. Because otherwise you have to take the whole inner fender out, which is not happening. And then you can put it in from the bottom. That is common. Um, I've seen that on different, like, I think it's Camrys have that same exact setup to where, like, it pushes into, like, the subframe or something fucking stupid. Yeah, it's very dumb. We were looking yep. at that, and it was just like, uh... So, that, that's are, gonna be destructive. Is it just, uh, suspension components, or is it, like, not suspension, like, is it just, like, a spacer, or are you doing control arms as well with it? Like, Whole, what? It's a long travel control arm, upper, lower, we're plating the existing spindle knuckle piece yep uh he's putting cvs that we may have to notch the frame a little bit we don't have those yet so i'm not sure exactly what that's gonna entail uh yeah that's fucking cool yeah that's cool is it like tundra cvs or something like that it might be i know they're upgraded cvs they're probably chromoly of some kind and i don't know they're bigger bore than the factory ones, so. So is it I like a race CV truck? on the road yesterday. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a race truck. I think it's still mainly going to be a daily driver, but it's going to be a nice fucking daily driver. He's got fiberglass fenders on the thing, um, which are useless in New England, but it, he plans on doing a good amount of driving, uh, especially towards, you know, out west, because he's got family and friends that he visits and plans on visiting so That's hopefully cool. you can open it up and actually use it that'd be fucking cool that is rick wicked rad get some oh. videos of it getting a little frisky mm. good times hopefully he does bump stops anything uh, we're uh, doing bump stops and limits because otherwise it's gonna grab a bunch of shit yeah that's kind of what i was thinking <laughs> what anything... size oops sorry oh I was going to say, anything uh, extra super-duper fancy with that? Like, in addition to the bump stops, going for, you know, air bumps, or... Uh, I mean, the the bumps that it has, that he had bought already, are... I mean, it's a, it's a solid... Uh, what, what's the... What's the polyurethane? Called? Yeah, polyurethane. It's not like a hard poly, it's, it's pretty soft. So rubber, but it's it's it, you know those inserts, those prothane inserts. Yeah, have? he's yeah. got those for the rear, and I think he's got something similar for the front. I mean, nice. it's not going to be. He's without bypasses and you know, a good set of rear coilovers and trailing arms. Like, do you you really don't need the air bumps? I don't think. In this sort of rig, I don't think he's going to have issues with the leaf springs, at least until they wear in a whole bunch. They're not going to be compressing to the point where they're hitting the bump stops that much. I don't know about the front yet, because we haven't we haven't even put the front together. But the rear is going to be bump stops pretty well. Like, for example, right now we don't have any... Uh, we don't have the shocks in because we can't mount the resis. They're mounting to the frame. We need to get tabs. We didn't have tabs on hand, so we had to buy them. <laughs> so we were testing out to see if, because we don't want it to hit. He's got a probably an equivalent to a 36, 37-inch tire that's going on it. It's something in metric. I don't know off the top of my head. But we had, you know, we were sitting on the tailgate, uh, bouncing it without the shocks in, 
to see how the travel was going to be and if it was going to come anywhere near the tire. And I mean, it's, it doesn't have a crazy amount of lift, but it doesn't, the bump stops, keep it off the tire. The, the normal ride height, it sits probably about six, seven inches away from the tire to begin with. It's got about 12 inches of travel. I want to say at least maybe a little more. Oh, that ain't bad at all. I mean, no, it's shit. Good. Realistically, my Jeep's putting down about. I got 14s in there, and I'd be amazed if I'm pushing more than 12 and a half inches of travel out of it. Yeah, so he's got 12s in it now, but we have it. It will comfortably droop the entire way out. Wow, that's impressive. Yep. Sweet. Uh, so, so I gotta ask: Is anything going on at the little shop of horrors with my shit box? So your shitbox, I think we talked about the brake line work that went into that already. Maybe not actually. That looked fancy. Nope. I I have not heard anything. Oh, okay. The, so yeah. there's still more work I want to do on the brake lines. I have to take everything off and paint it all. Uh, mainly I'm waiting I've got a I meant to go down to Richie's on Saturday or Sunday, but with the impending uh Wimpy hurricane. tornado or hurricane thing, tornado. <laughs> with, with the horrible uh, wimpy tornado. Ah, I just did it again. The horrible hurricane. <laughs> you mean to say you're really storm? bad at math? <laughs> tropical storm. I just, keep, I, keep, I just keep thinking of the the chair getting blown over and that that meme about hurricane henry so i keep thinking oh wind is tornado so that's why i keep I, saying that I i've think. been pissed on harder than it rained well you so, should have told me to come down yeah but you're still, like oh it's lame but then you're like but a tornado could touch down and i'd still call it lame so i was like that doesn't fucking <laughs> does that mean it's safe or no <laughs> whoa, whoa just because I'm going out and doing stuff doesn't mean anyone else should. It just means true. I'm an idiot. That is quite true. Yeah. We have already established the retardation that goes on there. I probably would have been fine. I don't think it would have been more than rain and a little bit of wind. But Oh yeah. It I will plan on getting that stuff uh, sometime when I'm not slammed with other Roush. things. Roush and whenever you have time, Graham. Since Luke is not going to Roush confirmed, it's it's not something I'm stressing over. I would have liked to have it. It's unfortunate that the hurricane sort of cock blocked us here. But it is what it is. Once I have once we have that stuff we can actually go and uh, start mocking up the floors we're just waiting on those outer fenders because there's going to be a little more tube work i think to sort of frame it how we want on the inside and we're going to need those those fenders to sort of see how that's going to work out plus the exterior tube and just i'd like to get all the tube work done and out of the way so we can just kill the floor and then bump stops and whatever else really there's not much left to that right once the brake line stuff is dialed in which is pretty much all I can work on on it right now. Uh, I got a pretty good idea actually from Mike Pambianco um, was to take a little um, little bolt and put uh, a little nut. You weld the bolt facing 
head down with the threads up on the yep. tube, and then you take one of those little like rubber clamps for brake lines and whatnot. You put it in between yeah. there. You put a little nut on it, and then you don't have to like. There's no tapping of tubes or plates of metal to get those to sit right. You just tack these little bolts on, and then it holds the brake line in there. And it's. I think that's going to be the cleanest way to go about attaching those to the axle tubes and to the uh, the little bit of truss that it goes over. So we're going to try yeah, that. Yeah, because it looks look. really clean. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. want it to actually hold down because right now it's all bent into the right shape. It's just not it's not being held where it, it should be. It's also, Yeah, and your back, your brake lines to the Super Duty brakes. This is entirely up to you. But if you do a banjo bolt and angle it up, we can get those so they will not be hit by rocks and you won't tear that line. Sean has torn one. I have one that's about to go. I don't know how the fuck it hasn't blown up yet. But downside is, is if you break the custom banjo bolt AN6 fitting, then you're shit out of luck. But if you break the factory Super Duty hose you can just get another one on a parts store for 20 bucks honestly i'm gonna tell you to go with the factory super duty hose for that particular reason that's sort of what i was thinking you were gonna say but um i, I, I have really bad luck with slamming stuff into random things and i should probably actually go and like you know flip the uh one thing that I wanted to bring up, which is entirely unrelated, but I was thinking about popping the hubs off at some point in time and doing the service on them. And while I'm doing that, flipping the caliper mounts around so it would be on the front and lifted upwards by rotating at 180 degrees. Mm -hmm. From my math, it should work. I don't yeah, know. to just pull that caliper up and out of the way. Yep. Yeah. And it would be on the front. I can't see that being that big of a deal. Because it's fucking Super Duty brakes on a Cherokee. Yeah, it's. It, I don't think the orientation matters. In, in well, I, I think you can just swap the calipers from left to right. Yeah, you can so go That way, like you know, that. the bleeders are still up on top and everything. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it would be slightly angled up, but it would also be more protected by having the control arm there and having everything else up there compared to right now they sit in the back wide open. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it. I know people can... You can also run multiple, right? Maybe that's not with two... Two Super Duty brakes on an axle would probably be a little bit heavy because they're already fucking heavy to begin with, but uh, I feel like you could take... Could you just extend that brake? No, I don't know where I'm going with that. Either way, I was thinking, you know, you have a cutting brake versus a main brake... Which sort of... Eh. So like eh. a caliper setup, pretty much? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they have them. Just, they just have four, them. four calipers on each side. Problem my, solved. <laughs> my big problem with that shit, though, is that we're talking about a welded rear axle in a Cherokee. So, like, it's not going to have cutting brakes no matter what I do with the rear axle. Well... Like, I could possibly well. get away with that for the front. But, yeah, yeah, I guess. I was gonna say, well, you could just have your brakes individually operated by a different, like, just have literally each brake have its own, like, uh, lever. You know, like the like a drift stick. Just have four. 
My God. <laughs> See, I always thought that'd be a great idea for like. But for not sure, with a welded diff, it wouldn't like, do shit. I was, I was like, well, uh, well, yeah, with a welded yeah, diff, yeah, no. it would, it, it wouldn't even turn the wheel any slower. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it'd just be destroying pads. That's all it'd be doing, like, or slowing down the one side. Build a pinion brake. They have those on the uh, big. What's those? Two and a half tons. Yeah, two and a half tons there. Yeah, the two and a half ton and the five ton Rockwells. You can also put them on a 205, but the issue there is I slammed the belly of my 205. I don't, not, I haven't slammed the 205 hard yet. I haven't noticed any dings on it. But if you were to put a pinion brake on one of those, the how with yeah. how low my Jeep sits, it'll be fucked. Oh, yeah. Like, like, well, some 40s will help with that. Yeah, yeah. but not that much. Yeah. Well, you know, an extra inch and a half is still an extra inch and a half. Yes, hey, an inch is. and a half can be a huge difference, all right? Yes, it can, Richie. Yes, it can. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded so defensive. <laughs> um, Everyone knows why we're just not willing to carry on down that line of conversation. Uh... But yeah, um, opinion breaks bad, but that, you know, this actually kind of works out because it's something I was debating bringing up last week, but we had seven slot on and I didn't want to, you know, throw, throw this in there, but, and I didn't really, I wasn't sure how, um, Mark was going to handle it on his side first. I wanted to let him oh. get that off of his plate and figure out how he was going to talk about that uh, before we said anything. But he's went out. He had he did a whole um, big long post about post. Yeah. the issues that caused the you know, the whole all the drama to begin with. Um, so you should probably explain it a little bit if you're going to bring it up. Well, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain all of it. If people want to actually go through the entire details of that, you can go and find his post. He's FM Jeeper. He can definitely explain it uh, way better than I can. But uh, the short of it is his Jeep popped out of gear from in park. It's an automatic Jeep in park. Thing was not moving. He had checked to make sure that this was not moving. He got out, walked about five paces down and it popped out of gear and started rolling. And his his kid was clipped by this thing and run over, and it could have been really serious. Fortunately, people were everyone was fine from what I understand. Uh, kid's doing doing great, and there's there's no issues there. But it is sort of brought up, you know, it definitely opened my eyes. This is probably that's probably the most serious thing I've seen happen on the trail uh, yeah. ever, and hopefully, I don't have to see more of that in the future, but it definitely sort of got me thinking about you know, the little things that you do for safety that you don't necessarily think about, right? Like, as a manual Jeep driver, without an e-brake, without a lot of the safety shit, it's just, it's second nature for me to park my Jeep on a flat surface, or to put myself where it's gonna be, it won't roll. But I know with automatics, that's not always the case, right? Like, Cody, do you always park on a f on a flat surface? 
No, I don't even think about it. I throw it in park and just walk away. Every single, I mean, like, no, I guess, yeah, not, not at all. I just literally just put it in park and just, like, I don't think about it whatsoever. I just assume that the parking pin will hold it. Like, I don't. And as you said, it did open my eyes up to it as well. Like, I'm as I'm not gonna steamroll you, so you can go ahead and I'll kind of add my bit onto the end of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, really, all I want to get at—I don't want to go into the the details yeah. on that, uh, but that's it's not my story to tell, really. Oh yeah, but uh, it's I'd, I'd I'd more like to just go into you know, how we. What there are easy things we could have done Spit in that scenario out. to prevent to prevent stuff like that from happening, right? And I, I talked with Mark about it. It was uh, you know just even just having a chalk block, right? But you don't even you don't even need to go that far, honestly. I don't think I don't think I'd ever willingly know to get like to like I don't think I would. Well, go I mean, if you don't have like so block. honestly, in a manual, right? Yep. If I'm on a steep ass hill, yep, and I'm in four low. Which I am always usually in for. If I'm parking and I'm on a hill and I know it's like questionable whether it's going to stay in fucking gear, and I don't have a big ass rock or a big ass tree I can lean my jeep against to kind of prop it so it won't pop out, you know, it. it there's times I've left it and it hasn't it hasn't popped out of gear, but it's a it's a tired four o like it'll kind of creak yeah. and pop and it doesn't always settle right away. So in situations like that where you don't have a rock, like. If it's a difference between my Jeep popping out of gear and rolling someone over and, you know, hurting or really fucking up somebody or killing them, like, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have the chalk block. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it, shit like that. it'd be so easy to do a line lock system like you have for the front brakes. Just literally setting it up so that way you press, you use an electronic, uh, like, brake cylinder, even if it's, uh, even if, like, whatever it may be, you just flip a switch, locks the brakes, you walk away. That's something that I have been looking into, and it seems to be that it's a pretty easy thing to do. Like, it's not yeah. a hard thing to find. It's not a hard thing to put in. It's just literally an inline fucking system. You put the brake line in, you put the other brake line in, and then you run the power to a switch. And when its power goes to it, it locks your brakes. When the power is off, it frees up the brakes. That, to me, would be a lot easier just having, like, a big red switch on your dash that you know, okay, mm -hmm. my, there's a really good chance my Jeep can roll back. Boop, shoop, pop it up, good to go. So, Especially since you have an auto. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna have the parking pole in in general. I think yeah. having that electric, uh, yeah. I I a, a mechanical one will be more reliable. I'm sure. I don't know if how often Miguel listens to these, but if he's listening, he's gonna be saying mechanical over electric because the mechanical ones, right? There's you don't have to worry about are you gonna run out of power in the battery? Yeah. You leave it for too long and then it pops out. Granted, in an automatic it doesn't really matter because hopefully you're still in park and it's not going to go anywhere. How but, long do you plan on my vehicle sitting in a spot that it could kill someone? I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, I, well, I, we're I, not I, talking... Like, Mark's Jeep was not in a spot that I would have expected it to roll, honestly. We've parked on steeper hills and had no issues. That's no, like... The, I, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. And, like, personally, I might end up adding in, especially with those fancy new rear brake lines that I got, just putting a little T-section and putting a manual line lock off of the back section of the cage, because it wouldn't be that hard to do. You know, yep. just reach down behind my seat and have a little line lock. But, um, 
I think that, and this is not a dig at Mark because I know Mark listens. I think that there are certain things that come with experience. Oh, would you, so you're gonna you you dig him if he wasn't listening? That's well, that's no. Same, <laughs> that's, I know, that's the same thing as being like, don't take this to offense, but so what do you what do you mean? Like, there are certain behaviors that you learn over time that are very beneficial that suck ass to learn um for example like with my jeep i had a wrangler and i realized that i had to carry a chalk block for that wrangler because i woke up one morning and it was in the middle of the road (laughs) i had parked it at my mom's house and it was a manual so i just left it in gear hopped out and richie knows exactly what jeep i'm talking about and Mm -hmm. he knows that i had the little fucking gay chalk block that was bright (laughs) yellow so i didn't forget it (laughs) and I had to throw that behind it, and um, with my Jeep, because it doesn't have an e-brake, I've gotten into the habit of dropping a tire into a hole or uh, parking in line with something so it can't roll. There's just shit that comes with, you uh, know. I, yeah, I, I, okay, now I get what you were saying. When you first started that sentence, I had no idea where you were going with it, but y- you're right. It does take, it takes, you need to have something happen to learn from it. It just sucks that this one happened the way it yeah, did. It's it just, kind of what you're getting at. Like, the, the consequences of the fuck-up were, like, I'd say, yeah, more... It wasn't... It was, it was undeserving of the fuck-up. Like yeah, that, 120%. No disagreement with that, and it's not like you just wake up in the morning and you go, oh, shit, why is the ass into my Jeep in a rural road where no one fucking drives anyway? Okay, cool, no problem. Let me just go <laughs> fucking grab a chalk block. This was some serious fucking bullshit that I feel really bad for Mark and having it happen. You know? Yeah. Also, it, it, but I, I think if the, the big takeaway is just to be conscious of where your shit's pointing and, uh, you know, know your rig and keep it in four low. That was another thing. So he, yep. the, I think the main reason it popped out was because it was in four high. And uh, I mean, not to say that it, it putting it in four low is going to make you, you're not going to need a chalk block. You're not going to need a, a line lock. And it, most people don't have issues, right? You don't have to normally worry about your Jeep popping out of gear, but still it could have, anything else could have failed and it could have even in four low and it's still rolling down. And if somebody's in the path, right, nah, that, that's a problem. So I think the big takeaway is just know your shit and, yeah. know how it's going to behave if you leave it on a hill any hill for that matter and just keep that shit in mind and safety's well it's not always number one on everybody's mind it's you know it important bad bad shit can happen and it's definitely nice to have some safety and be kind of conscious in that respect this is a little off off topic for the podcast but i felt like it it was something we should yeah. uh, definitely cover because it's you know it's it's off roading in New England. That's unfortunate shit that happens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one thing that I found kind of funny on the note of randomly parking your vehicle with Ducky because it was welded front and rear, you could cut the steering wheel all the way, and in four low, the thing would bind up so fucking bad that even in neutral, it wouldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so, so my my funny parking story is the day I got my license, I drove my 
Oh, uh, dodge. This, I think, already. Oh. I think you mentioned I, I kind of feel like I did. I think you have, but you can do, say it quickly. Uh, yeah, so, refresh I, my memory. I don't remember. I drove my truck over to Luke's dad's house. His dad has a steep-ass driveway. Put the truck in park, hopped out, went to shut the door, and I slapped my fender. Because the truck just started rolling back down the hill. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you had mentioned this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one and only time that ever happened. Yep. It's oh, like, so. you don't hear about rollaway cars too often either. Like, it's not a... But it, it's also because of that, I've always been conscious about how I park my uh, vehicles. Yeah, yeah, that was a shitty one. Um, and like, this is going to sound really dumb and you wouldn't think it was a safety thing, but double check your transfer case linkages, make sure that yeah, it's happy in all one. fucking ranges, because if it's barely grabbing in four high or barely grabbing in four, four low, low, if you're four low, isn't adjusted vehicle, right. Yeah. Yeah. We had that problem when we went up to uh, badlands, like it was. It's the same idea with Marvell. He thought it was in four low, it was in four high, and it just kept popping in and out. Like, what's to say that couldn't happen? You pop up, like you just you go up over a rock, it pops in a neutral. You put you have your foot on the brake, you throw it in park, you turn around, boop, it's 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 a neutral. I mean, even like, yeah, even even with my transfer case bullshit with that whole old planetary system moving back and forth, like uh, that doesn't sit well with me. I mean, I've I've sort of I've been putting it off because I don't want to taking that transfer case out sucks, but it's not something I was ever going to just deal with, right? I can I have four low going up and I have four high going down things, but it, it that stuff is Yeah, and I think making sure really, your shifters work is pretty fucking important. And it's, it's not that hard to fix. Really, really dumb. But like, for example, there are some spots where I'll come down and I'll just be like, "Yeah, no, what? I'm gonna throw this thing in first, and I won't even have my foot on the brake. I'll like have one near the clutch, and the other one's just like on the floor, because the jeep's just driving itself down. Well, if it pops out of gear, fuck. That's a half second that I'm. It can start going, you know, before I can slam the brake pedal. Yeah. yeah, make sure your shit's happily in gear and your shifters are happy. And the only other thing I can think of that can put your Jeep in like a runaway situation, sorry, I know you, you were okay. going to say something there, Cody, uh, okay. is I've had, this was actually at Harris Mountain, and it happened to be twice. Twice! My, uh, I didn't have my limit straps or my brake lines set up correctly, so I had overflexed, same time, on the same obstacle, it was just, it wasn't even that hard. It was like a blue, it was this blue obstacle, but it would, it would flex out my Jeep in a way that it would snap a brake line. And then I don't have any brakes. And when you're in a manual and you go and change gears and you don't expect the brakes to not work, uh, <laughs> you just roll right, right on back. And I've been to high lift, like literally, I, I put a 90 that. degree bend. That's how that happened. High. Yes, I lost brakes and my Jeep literally rolled back and slammed into a tree just like Mark's did. Except I my didn't know that's my how that happened. And it, uh, yeah. And I had it happened I knew, twice. I knew you hit a tree. I just didn't know that was why. Yeah. It hurt. That was like, <laughs> you're rolling, it was rolled back pretty fast by the time I hit that tree. Uh, it was just, yeah, this little shit. Fortunately, 
right? You're in the vehicle for that. But again, like somebody could have been behind me and that could have, could have also been bad. And the second time there was actually a group of people behind me. Fortunately, I didn't have the momentum to go back and slam into a fucking tree like I did the first time when nobody was back there. So just other little shit like, you know, brake lines aren't that hard to make set up or to set up correctly. And it can no, and they're one of those things where, like, whenever I buy a older Jeep, on every single older Jeep I have ever fucking bought at this point, except for my 88, which I know is the fucking dumbest thing, I replace the brakes, like, the whole fucking system when I buy it. Just yep. because, normally, if you're talking about a New England Cherokee, it's got Rotbox fucking lines. By the time that you get the lines taken care of, the master cylinder, when you actually can start building some fucking pressure because you got brand new brake components in there, that'll start to go in three to four months. So if you already got to bleed every fucking thing, why not just bleed every fucking thing? Yep. Buy once, cry once. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I did. I did that on my truck. I no, I haven't done it on the J20, but I uh, the brake lines have been replaced, so I'm less concerned about that. The, the calipers are a little soft i don't know what the deal is there they're they must be seizing up but it still breaks and it's yeah but with the jeep yeah i swapped those brake lines before i did anything they were all rotted so what i was gonna say is i've been doing a little bit of research on line locks and because i know somebody's going to correct us based off of all the information (laughs) that i just read uh there is a large quantity of people who, who do not suggest using a line lock as an emergency brake due to the fact... It should not you, be your one sole emergency brake. No, that's not what they're saying. Uh, no, you they you kind of touched on it. Uh, is that they are only pushing pressure when power is set to them. They are not no. an, like, they're not open when power is on. So, in the chance that it has a short or stops working, it could easily just fucking let go and yeah, walk away. It's just so, a it's a little switch. There's not a lot of voltage yeah. involved. Any So I think for what we want to use them for, I think it would work. But and the problem is is I would probably still use it as an emergency brake like a dummy, but I also have like I think for an automatic vehicle it would be okay to use something like this because on flat ground you just put it in park, don't think about it. For somebody who's using a line lock in a manual as an emergency brake, I could definitely see where this would be a really fucking bad idea. Yeah. Because it could I, give a false pr- like promise it, or something. It's false confidence in something mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily yeah. isn't necessarily gonna hold. I, that just, being said, now being able to put the line lock on while I'm on only slightly not straight ground, so I and while the thing's <laughs> running, so I can keep it yeah. from moving. Because I've done that a couple times, like, and it's actually the couple times after we had it hooked up that it was at the shop, right? The shop, the floor of the shop is level, but the the road right outside, right, will pull things out and pull other things in, right? My Jeep would always have to be a turn it off, put it in gear so it doesn't roll away. And I mean, you guys have, most of you have been there, right? It's it's not a hilly area, but it's enough that no, it will roll away. No, but your shit would definitely roll. Yeah, so being able to leave it running, you just hit that button, right? It's not going anywhere, right? For the minute that I'm leaving it. And worst case, it does start rolling away slowly. But Is there a, like, you have to hold the button? No, it's or, a switch. Like, oh, it's a switch? Okay, so a lot of the ones that I've been seeing are... And uh, it does hold pressure. So it's, 
I had a, I was messing with it, so it's leaking right now. So it leaks down a little bit, which is another uh, issue. So if you if you have a leak, it's not going to hold pressure. But uh, initially, when we had it set up, it was not leaking, and it was holding pressure, and I could, you know, do a burnout with it, and it would hold yeah. pressure. So like it was working well enough. Um, that being said, the mechanical one or one of those like drift ones i think can you lock those in place it uh, depends on which one you go with i have that would be the way to go I've that never is like lock. if you I've, most people use uh bungee cords so. there's a couple of the drift style ones like the higher end ones that are about 290 to like 500 bucks where they have a pin that you can push through and mm. it will lock pressure on uh, honestly, I would probably go with one of the super high pressure ball valves out there that are in the correct fitting sizes. That's what I, for mechanical, that's what I'm seeing. Because uh, I, I know, but, you know, big name Cherokee guy, oh. Nickel Blank, has he swapped out his uh, line lock for one of those drift sticks because it holds pressure better. Yeah. That was a more recent thing that he did to his Jeep. Oh, yeah. So this one that I'm seeing here, you can lock. It's just as simple as this side piece uh, slides forward, and then there's like a little lock mechanism that you can oh, pull yeah, up. Oh, look at that. The only problem is I wouldn't trust a drum setup to hold as much pressure as you, like... Actually, here's a fucking uh, what do you visual. Mean? Is, that, is that pulling a mechanical? This is a mechanical, yeah. So it'd be like, uh, this doesn't come with the master, but it's literally just a master. And But this you need for a... Something like this. This isn't an inline brake system. This is set up to be on a like a dual caliper setup. Yeah, so yep. the, this would be its own. This would have its own master, its own reservoir set to two different caliper or like a two different calipers on each side. So when you pull it, it locks the front instead of the rear ones or vice versa. Um, so this would work in a dual caliper setup, but I couldn't imagine this working in a uh, like an inline system. Well, I've seen the masters where they have like an inline master where it's got a check valve in it, so it won't go back. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know enough so. about how those work. I'm not a drift kid, you know. <laughs> I've done yeah, a little bit of research on these before, but and that's because like I was thinking about doing one of these, but I wouldn't put them on my fucking 44 rear drums. Like, fuck that. That'd be <laughs> a holy yeah, shit. That's but if you got some, oh yeah, they get up there. Yeah, but if you got pricing. a set of, you know, ten five drum or ten five discs, not drums. I'm sorry, you know. I, would... I wish you could get the the drum brake on a ten five to work, uh, you know, off of off one of those um. Uh, why am I forgetting what it's called? Uh, brake cylinders. For drum yeah. Brakes, right. That'd be kind of cool. Then you could just have a. To a dual hydraulic system instead of having to deal with the fucking cables because those just don't last long in an off-road environment. You know, Although, I have them in my truck and whatnot, but like even the e-brake in my truck since I've had it has been anemic as fuck. Huh. So, it doesn't have to do much though. It just has to slow. Like, and if you're at a stop, hold it at a stop. I'm not, it doesn't need to it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's probably actually better that it's not insane. Just enough. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I've got an e-brake kit. Maybe I throw that on the 10.5. Just 
totally bypass the you know, the line lock shit. You're just putting extra stress on a hydraulic system that, you know, if it's a Rockbox Cherokee, it's just going to fail anyways, so... Eh, I think I'm going to go with one still, though. Just for the simplicity of how easy it would be to do it, like, I think it's going to be the best method, honestly. Because yeah. I, I'm only going to use it every once in a while. Just find one that's in line for the front brakes when I'm on a hill that I feel it could even remotely, like, or if I'm in front or anything like that. Look, flip a switch really quick while the Jeep's running. Walk away. I know that it's in park with also an e-brake. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not that concerned enough that I'm going to fiddle diddle daddle with a fucking, uh, Fix your e e fixing your e-brakes. Yeah, I have all the stuff, which is stupid, but it's also just for how for seventy bucks to be able to just well, fucking the cut new the new Cherokee style of e-brake also is so stupid. The way they run those lines is just mm -hmm. not it's not good at all, yeah. right? Looking at this twenty seventeen Tacoma, go back to this thing. The e-brake lines on this thing, they're set up nice. We're talking this, you know, with with the lift with all the work done to it. The e-brake lines, they're barely, they're, they're flexing, but they move with the leaf spring. Like it's not, it's actually a little above the leaf spring, so it's protected. I don't know where the hell it tucks up underneath on the frame on once it's in there, but the way they have them on both sides, it's protected from rocks and shit. They they have enough droop, and they're not bent to any crazy angles at full flex even. So. I mean, I mean, you could do it right with a leaf spring. I don't know if you could do it with a four link. It'd be trickier with a four link, but uh, with the with the leaf springs, you can definitely do it. That being yeah. said, the new Cherokees have that one line, the long line that runs like on. They both come from one side, and one goes over the top. Mm -hmm. uh, that I don't think that works. And then the other one's way too fucking short because the junction block is too close to the back. Which is like, yeah. I feel like that's most people's problems with that shit, and that's why they always get cut. Mine got cut off for that particular reason, and then I was doing stiffeners, and it broke a bolt in the frame rail, and I just couldn't be bothered to give a fuck. Mine was on Sorry. there until a rock smashed it and ripped it all off. Like, shredded the entire e-brake system, and it was just... Well, not to mention... Anymore. When you've got friends like Graham that literally drive by Braille and manage to find the biggest rock that will physically roll underneath the vehicle, it just ain't going to last like you're talking about. Yeah, it, especially when it's hanging down right below the frame rail, which already gets beat to shit. Like, that sheet metal and those wires aren't lasting. It's got to be tucked up more. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, those boxes just aren't... Uh, I don't know. Wait. I'm... I have a like I said I have like like a custom e-brake kit that I've been sitting on for probably like a year and a half. I may try to figure something out with that. I, I just the... realized something. What? The front of a Jeep, the two brakes that leave the master, they're separated. Yes. Yep. So how if this is an inline for the front, this would be a pain in the ass because it would have to how would I You'd have to modify it to use a single brake line for the front. I don't know how exactly yeah. you do that. I think so. You, you need have, an ABS block. Yeah, ABS blocks are like that. I may even have one. Because on my Ducky. ABS setup, what I did is I just teed it. I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but mine's just teed. So could I use only one output and then just block off 
Because no, because the portioning valve doesn't. I don't think that's how that works. You yeah, can't just go before yeah. the block. So I'd have to do two. Yeah, which would be Fuck. Or annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. What? Which one did you end up getting? I have For an extra what? line lock. I got two. I don't. Of them. I didn't. I didn't get one yet. I've been looking at these. Uh, these Jag ones. There's like because it's okay. It's the only one that has like an inline that like comes in, um, through the top and then exits with two uh, outputs on bottom. So, with the your in like your input would be this and then your output would be two like on this side. And the way that they kind of have it on here is that it would go underneath the master as the one output and then the two or the one input and then the two outputs. So I don't know. I don't I'd have to I think well, I'm most do of these are done in like a for like a drag racing application, right? So Correct. they can lock the front tires and you know heat them up. Heat Correct. The back ones up. So it's uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm gonna have to do a lot more research than I fucking thought. Unless somebody on the podcast has done one of these before and has a really good idea on what to do, definitely let let it hit us up on Instagram and let us know because I have Help no Cody do less work. No, no, I'm just saying if somebody's done it before, then cool, give me a little bit of insight. But for now, I'm just gonna have to yeah, ask know, around and teasing. maybe I'll ask in New England or something and see if one of those idiots has done it because. I got no fucking idea. It's got a cute just little light though. So like I'll have like an idiot light that'll be like, press the button, you idiot. I could get a little cute sticker that says it. <laughs> if the lights are blinking, <laughs> don't go a moving or something. Like if the if the I mean, lights it's got on. a little green light too. It's green. Green oh, really? does not mean go in this scenario. It's actually <laughs> it means stop. <laughs> you know, that is very confusing and I think you should file a complaint with the manufacturer. Oh, well, it didn't come with the switch. This is just the switch we had in the oh. house. It fit well, in the hole. Well, that's your own doing. Yeah, it was, it was my fault. But it is it is what it is. It, it, it's got to work fine. It actually looks nice because that dash hole that I drilled a long-ass time ago was bugging the hell out of me anyways. So now it has a switch in it. It's perfect. Interesting. It's really not that interesting, but... <laughs> well, I'd say that we covered a decent amount of stuff today. Anyone got any final thoughts? Uh, no. Did we really? cover anything, actually? Not really. Well, we, as a recap, what did we start with? We started with cooling. We got yep. to like, transmission coolers. And then we went into Richie's muffler. Uh, what else did we cover? We talked the about Tacoma. the we Tacoma. We talked about a, that was not that was pre-podcast no that was on the podcast oh there was a little bit on podcast but not quite the exposition now they're gonna be jealous they missed it we, 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 we started talking before we started recording it was upsetting it would have been would have been gold uh what else what else are we talking about we that was about a hell of a conversation and before. it was it was a pretty good one i would say you know Keep your aguiles pointy, and uh, keep your line locks on. That was like one of the worst endings we've. <laughs> <laughs>